Let me repeat that. What brings the greatest meaning into your life are the people that you surround yourself with. It is literally good for your mental health. Welcome to the Obsessed or Not Interested podcast. I am your host, Mindy Wender Querio, and I'm a small town go-to girl next door who is obsessed with helping others see more for themselves so they can thrive in all areas of life. I love researching all the things like wellness, mindset, relationships, you name it. If I'm obsessed with it, I get hyper-focused on it and I research the crap out of it, and then I share it with you. If those are things that you're also obsessed with, then keep listening and let's become new best friends. Welcome to another episode of the Obsessed or Not Interested podcast. I'm your host, Mindy Wonderquario, and today we're going to do part two. So last week, as you guys heard, we did part one, and we were just very conversational talking about having a healthy friendship radar. Now, if you're listening to this and you have not listened to part one, don't freak out. You don't have to stop this and go listen to that. It's fine. Just listen to this after. It doesn't mean that you need to listen to part one before part two. It's just like I wanted to make it more condensed and shorter So, because I respect your time. So let's get into part two. So today what we're going to talk about is three types of friendships. I'm going to give you six random thoughts that I jotted down. Then we're going to go over why you should take friendships seriously. Take your social life seriously because I think we're just like, put it on the back burner and it's not a big deal and we're fine. Okay, that's not the case and we're gonna go over why. Then we'll just touch on, I have so many things written down, (laughs) toxic friends, red flags. I have so many unhealthy and toxic red flags that I'm gonna go over. And then the most important part, well, I guess boundaries is going to be a really big thing but I put that into the toxic friends red flag thing because we're, we're going to go over how you can set boundaries for those unhealthy friends. But then I'm going to give you tips on establishing new friends. That's like my main thing. If you've listened to the this podcast since I started it, I'm all about giving you and leaving you with something that feels good, not let's just talk about the toxic and talk about people we need to X out of our lives. That's not what I why I wanted to record this part one, part two. But I wanted to give you guys... I wanted you to have some more self-awareness to give you the freedom to let friendships fizzle out or maybe let some friendships go. And I also wanted to give you tips on establishing new friendships, the friendships that you truly want in your life that add value to you, surrounding yourself with people you click with. And I've heard this after part one, you guys reached out in the DMs. After you listened to part one, I had a bunch of you writing me letting me know that all of this was so helpful, but now, hey, I, I need tips on what friends I need to get and how to make them and where to find them and stuff. So we're going to go over everything. Okay, so let's just start with the six random tips or advice that I have for you that, by the way, when I say I have this for you, what I really am saying is this is advice I gave myself because I am you. Again, this is friend to friend, being very conversational, I don't want you to think that I got this all figured out because I'm no expert, but guess what? I've had friends betray me. I've had friends where I was just like, you know what? That was a great friend during that time in my life. And that was like a season, but we don't align anymore. We grow, we evolve, we move on. And I've let that happen. So I'm just giving you advice 
that either helpful things that I'm telling myself or that I've read or that podcast I listen to. And I'm giving you those things because I'm currently going through that or I have gone through that or other people in my life have shared this with me and we're just talking it out like girlfriends, okay? So number one, you don't need a huge group of friends. You just need some solid ride or dies. And actually, I want you guys to think about right now, who is that person? Who's that friend that you have that legit, you could call them at like midnight, four in the morning, whatever, and they'd be there. Or like when you have something good in your life, who's the person you share this with? What friend? And when you have something terrible going, who's always been there to have your back? That's a ride or die. And right now you might be like, I don't have any and that's okay. Just hang out for this whole episode. We're going to get into that. But if you even have one, that's freaking amazing. I remember growing up, my mom would be always say this to us. So maybe that's why I think that. Maybe you don't agree. But my mom would always say, you don't need a ton of friends. You just need like your one good, solid friend. So that's what I call like a ride or die friend. Even if you just have one, you're doing great. So that's amazing. If you don't, we're going to get into that too. Number two, you need to stop comparing yourself. Okay, let let me just tell you, we are all looking at highlight reels. So when you see all these people on Instagram and they're at this bar and they're at this dinner and they're doing this and that and they're having parties and whatever, you get FOMO or maybe you compare your lifestyle and your social, the social side up to your life to somebody else. And we got to stop doing that because what you're seeing is maybe it's never what it seems And it's usually, again, a highlight reel. And by the way, you don't have to want the same type of social life as everybody else. You can have whatever is good for you, but we are gonna get you to move outside your comfort zone and we're gonna get into that too. But I just wanna say, there's some people that really just want a bigger social life and that's okay. Don't judge them because when you start judging them or comparing to their lifestyle, what you do is you either start justifying why what they're doing is wrong. They go out so much. They have too many friends. And you start almost like saying bad things about other people and their social life and their personal life just to make yourself feel better because you aren't weren't invited or that because you don't have that same type of, maybe you're an introvert and they're an extrovert and, or you don't have that same type of friend group. We got to stop doing that crap. Let everyone live their life. If somebody wants to go out and have fun with their friends, awesome. And if you want to stay home on the couch and not go out with friends, that's okay too. And let everyone just live their life. So we have to stop that comparison. And by the way, again, I know I say this a lot, but I'm talking to myself. Sometimes I'm just like, to justify the fact that I don't want to go out, I'll be like, that sounds horrible. Or uh, I just make up these excuses to justify my reasoning as to why I would rather not get ready, get dressed, stay at home. Or there's, like I said, there are those people that I I literally hear people in my life that will talk crap about somebody else because they'd have gone out to a girl's dinner. It's like, why do you care? Let everyone live their life the way they see fit. So we have to stop comparing. Number three, you got to stop always thinking people are mad at you or that you said something that turned somebody off. We got to stop doing that. We need to start doing this. This is what we do need to start. Assume people like us. 
And you might need to do some journaling. You might need to do some affirmations where you're like, I am likable. I am social. I have amazing friends. Things like that. And then journal about those things about to make that true. It's called reframing. I love, love, love reframing situations. But what you do is you whatever the situation is or idea, assume that people like you. So when you write the affirmation, I am likable, write down in journal just for a couple minutes about how that is true. Think of situations, events, and people that make that true and think about that because we also can reframe our minds to start thinking and believing that the opposite is true, right? So then we could, if we start thinking about that and our naturally as humans, our minds will go to the negative, And then we dwell on that. And then in our heads, that becomes our reality when it's really not our reality. It's just a few situations that we dwelled on that now we are hyper-focused on. You get what I'm saying? So assume you are likable. Assume people like you. And if somebody's mad at you, let them tell you, okay? Number four, we grow, we evolve, and sometimes friendships fade and that's okay. It is okay if something fizzles out, if a friendship fizzles out or a relationship fizzles out. You may find your way back and that would be great. That may Maybe they will be a ride or die in your life, a lifetime friend. But right now, during this season, not so much. And that's okay. Let it go. Don't have to be dramatic about it. Bless and release it. If it's meant to be, trust me. And pray about it with God and have time with God and ask him, If this person is meant to be in my life to serve me or I'm meant to be in their life to serve them in any way, bring them back. But I'm going to give it to you. Pray about it. Bless and release it. Give it to God. And if God wants that person back in your life, he's going to make it happen. Trust me. Number five, you don't have to be everyone's friend. You don't have to like everybody. I believe that we should all be kind. I think it's awkward. There's somebody in our lives that they will literally go out of their way to not be kind. I will, I realize this person doesn't like me, but I'm just like, if I see, if you're alone and crossing paths, walking down a street or in a hallway or at an event, I just smile or wave or say hello. And this person will literally go out of their way to do the opposite, to not say hello, to stare me down. Even when I'm waving, smiling, hi, I'm, I'm friendly. I'm nice. I promise. They're just like, no, I'm staring you down and walk by. It's like that. I, I, to me, I don't care what other, if that's the way that person wants to live their life and be, I'm sorry, miserable. That's a miserable way to live. In my opinion, that's not the way I want to live. I want to be bubbly and I want to be happy. And I get it. I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but I can still be kind to everybody. Again, you don't have to be everyone's best friend. You don't have to be hanging out with everybody that Because your friend's friend was with this person. If you don't click with that, okay. Don't be friends with them. Move on. I just feel be kind. Six. This is a big one. You got to stop making excuses. I know I'm guilty of this. So I'm talking to myself. But we can make excuses. I'm, I'm a lot better now. But I used to make this excuse. I have social anxiety. Or I'm shy. That was mine. But I hear a lot of people say they have social anxiety. Or they're shy. Or I'm too tired. Or I'm too busy. I'm telling you right now, we got to stop with the excuses because friends are critical in your life, in our lives. We need community in our lives. It's like part of human nature. That is something that God, that's how God created us. Like we need community. 
We need friendships. You know, it's sometimes nerve wracking if you've been, especially during COVID, like coming out of COVID, I heard this a lot and I felt this way too. You were so used to being at home and not social. It's like you had to get force yourself out of the house. Like Morgan is my ex-sister-in-law. She's going to come on the pod. We'll explain. But her and I are really good friends. She's also my assistant. So anyways, but we will always talk about when we're going, I do a annual top leaders retreat. So like the top leaders in my business, I will take them, spoil them for like a spa-like vacation at our home in Reunion, Florida. It's by Disney. Anyways, every single time before we go on this trip, because she comes as well, we're like, oh my gosh, we got to get social. We got to get out there. It's almost like you haven't been social. And now you're going to be like, you know, hosting multiple women in a home and have to be like on it in the life of the party and the host. So we're like, okay, we got to get, we got to get social. We have to practice. We have to put ourselves out there. Otherwise we're going to be really awkward when we get in front of all these people. So I get it. It's really easy to fall back on the excuse train, but like I'm encouraging you to put yourself out there and stop making excuses because you need this. So why is friendships and your social life important? Why should you take it seriously? Friendships bring meaning to life. Okay, it really does. It brings meaning to life. Again, it's human nature. You need to force yourself. You need to force yourself outside the house to do your hobbies and all your enjoyable activities with friends. You don't need to be going out for drinks and dinner or to a bar. And we're going to get into that too later in this episode of it could just be like Lily signed up for riding lessons. She's obsessed with horses. And so she wants to learn to ride. And Joey and I are like, that would be such a cool date night for us to do is to learn to ride, take lessons ourselves. And we're all into horses now because Lily got us all into horses. And we're also watching Heartland, Heartland, I think that's what it's called. We just started it and we're like, oh my gosh, we need horses. So that it could be something, it doesn't have to be riding horses, but it could be going for a walk, going to the gym together, whatever, it, going out for coffee. It could be going to get a smoothie, Go whatever. Find stuff that you're into or going to, I don't know, like a women's conference together at your church. There's something at our church, it's called Red Life. And you know what? I love my church so much. I'm going to give my church a shout out in case you don't click with a church in your area yet. And you're looking for some, maybe it's a new year and you want to invite God into your life more and you don't know where to start. First of all, I would start with going to Redemption Hill on YouTube. That's my church. If you want to get more of that into your life, and by the way, what this is going to do for your friends, when you go watch more of things like the Red Life, that's that's what we have at our church. It's like a conference, but it's for men and women. And they have it like a couple times a year. And you all go there. It's at night. It's once a week, whatever. And there's great messages. And all the recordings of Red Life are on Redemption Hills, my church's YouTube, or their website. So go check that out. But what I'm saying is if you listen to podcasts like this that you're into, that that are uplifting, that teach you something, but also encourage you to step outside your comfort zone, and that are things like this, it's going to help you realize what's important in your life. And it's going to help you move outside your comfort zone to find friends in the areas that you're interested in. So if this is an area you're interested in, like you want to get into learning more about becoming a Christian and reading your Bible and all that, 
I would highly recommend listening to podcasts on that topic. And then you'll be, God will literally lead you in that direction. Don't have the anti-social filter either when you're trying to move outside your comfort zone. Sorry, that was my dog. He has to lay right next to my feet and it's cute, but like you might hear some noises because here's what we do. And I am guilty of this. So I don't know if you are, but what I do is I'm just like, I developed a story because I'm like nervous to go, don't feel like going, whatever the reason is. And I develop a story in my head. I'm like this, oh, it's going to be horrible. I don't have anything to wear. I'm nervous, like whatever it is. And I will make it so bad in my head that I'm like, I'm not going. Sorry, I got the flu. (laughs) Sorry, where we do this because we develop the story in our head like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so busy. But you know, all the other times that you forced yourself out of the house to go because you committed to a friend to go, you know that it ends up being awesome and you have a good time and there's great conversation and it feeds your soul because we need that human connection. But I'm guilty of this too. And I have friends that are where we will have this story in our head and make it so bad that we cancel plans. My thing is I can't, I feel worse canceling on somebody than I do the story that I develop in my head could never be worse than me me feeling bad that I ditched somebody or canceled. So that's how my brain works. But I have the urge. I definitely have the urge. Oh, I don't feel like going. I don't feel like going. But every single time once I'm there, I'm like that fed my soul to be around my good friends, quality friends that lift me up. And that just their energy, being around them energizes me. The things that bring the greatest meaning into your life This is why it's so important to do these things. The things that bring the greatest meaning in your life are the people that you surround yourself with. Let me repeat that. What brings the greatest meaning into your life are the people that you surround yourself with. It is literally good for your mental health. So this is why I want you guys to, don't have to listen to everything I say, but just start pondering on this, start journaling about it, start just thinking about, just Am I guilty of this? I guess have more self-awareness. Am I guilty of making up a story in my head, making it horrible and canceling? Am I the person that will justify the reasons, like a million reasons why I said I can't go? Is that me? Just think about it because I want you to know why you should take it seriously. So when you start having those thoughts, remind yourself, okay, I need to, this brings the greatest meaning to my life. I need to take this seriously. Okay, so let's go into the toxic situation and then we're going to end with giving you tips on how to build friendships and where to find them and all that. So unhealthy. I have had friends make fun of me for doing pictures on social media. That's unhealthy. I'm just going to list. This is just a brain dump of things that could be a red flag or unhealthy friendship. So if you're like taking pictures of yourself to put on social media and somebody's making fun of you for putting yourself out there, Okay, no, that's unhealthy. And I'm not saying if somebody's dead at one time, you should write them up. Not what I'm saying. I think that you should definitely express yourself with them and say, I don't appreciate you doing that. I'm really trying to build a business or I'm trying to build a brand or whatever. I'm trying to put myself out there and I don't appreciate you making fun of me for doing that. It's just not uplifting. It's not cool. Sorry, not sorry. If somebody is gossiping often about other people, There's times where you just have to vent to a friend. You're like, okay, I'm not trying to gossip, but this really bothered me. And literally why I will do this is because I want my friend to tell me, wait, am I crazy right now for thinking that? 
because I have friends that will call me out, like I said on part one of this episode. But also, if you have a friend that is doing it all the freaking time, though, not just once in a while, I'm talking like all the time, they're gossiping and talking smack. I'm just here to tell you that oftentimes they're talking smack about you behind your back then. It's very rare that somebody is coming to you to talk smack about literally everybody in their life and then they're not talking smack about you behind your back. Just be aware if you have that friend, you might want to. I I definitely wouldn't share personal things with them because I would have a hard time trusting them. Another thing is if you find yourself, you got to think about this. So if you think about a friend, if you find yourself often questioning that friendship, wondering Do they talk smack behind your back or do they often invite everybody but you to things? I would probably say that person doesn't have your best interests in mind and I would just be aware of that. Analyze it. Now that it's in your head, you're like, oh, wait, that is that person. Now you notice it. So just start paying attention to that. And then if that person is really important to you and brings value to your life, I would just have a conversation with them doesn't have to be traumatic. I would just be like, hey, dude, is like, what's going on? I just would love to get coffee with you or meet up with you and just, or just say, hey, what, what's going on? How come that you've been going out to dinners with people and whatever? If you go again, I would like to come. Because sometimes it's just, for me at least, it's not that I'm not trying to invite everybody. I'm, I'm ADHD and one of my superpowers is that I have this way to be spontaneous where it's, I'm going to do this today, call this person, whoever just snapped me that second. But if it's every time and you're just questioning that friendship, I would say that maybe that person doesn't have your best interest in mind. You might want to have a conversation or distance yourself or just keep them at arm's length and be like, "I'm, I'm unsure right now. If you have a friend that's always blame shifting, nothing is ever their fault, no matter what the situation is. It's never their fault if they never take responsibility. Everything that happens and they know they did it wrong, even if they know they did it wrong, they still try to blame somebody else and take zero responsibility for their actions. Okay, no. That's like somebody, It's it, it, I don't care if it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend of yours or a best friend, that person is a no for me. I cannot take people that do not take responsibility for their actions and everything is everybody else's fault. That victim, that's so unattractive to me. That's a no for me. I'm just sharing what's a no for me. You can decide, but I'm telling you that person is bringing you down, not lifting you up if you have a friend like that. The other thing is ass kissing. Ass kissing when you have something to offer. You're kissing my, you know what? Just because I have something to offer you and now I'm like a nobody to you, bye. (laughs) Not interested. Not interested at all. Okay, so here's some other red flags. I'm just going to list them quickly. Anyone who makes you feel bad about being yourself, red flag. Backhanded compliments, red flag. That is like the one though where you're just like, huh, you think sometimes you don't really realize the backhanded compliment until like later and you think about it, you're like, I think that was a diss, actually. Like you don't realize it in the moment, but after you think about it, you're like, hmm, no, that wasn't nice. When you share something that is positive, they turn it back around on them. Yeah, that's great, but this is about me. 
not interested. I'm a people pleaser, by the way, and I have a hard time sharing my successes with others or what's going on in my life because I'm with certain people, I should say, because when this happens to me and people are like this and they turn it around on themselves or they make fun of me or they're not supportive or there's a backhanded compliment, I am not interested and I shut down. Because I'm like, okay, I don't, they don't, they're not interested in this. I don't want to talk about it in front of them, or I don't want to make them feel bad, or I have to dumb myself down. That's not the people who I enjoy spending time with. I would rather just be able to be myself and not have to filter myself or the good things in my life. Oh my God, why are we even having to talk about this? We should not be filtering good things in our life to make other people comfortable or dumbing ourselves down to make somebody else feel adequate. That's just my opinion. So that's a red flag. Those must be nice friends. You know those people? Not interested. Red flag. If every time you're saying, oh, I'm going to this vacation because you worked your butt off to get to where you are in life and you're like, I'm going to this whatever for my family or whatever it is. And they're like, oh, must be nice. Not interested. That's a red flag. You have to reach out to them every time and they put in zero effort. Not interested. Now, I will say that I am, there's certain people in a friend group, so you might be that person right now or you might be the opposite. I say if you're the opposite of this person, you need to start making a little bit more of an effort, but we all have to, if that's your role in a friend group, allow it to be your role. If you're the person that's always reaching out, organizing the dinners, organizing the whatever, sometimes you're just you might just be the bossy friend or the controlling friend that's good at that but you're if you are that person in a friend group allow it to happen but if it bothers you i just would say if it's to a point what why i'm saying this is a red flag if it's like you're the person that's always inviting and they're showing absolutely no interest they're not appreciative they they say no they never invite you when they do organize it and then they don't invite you. That's like the red flag that I'm talking about. But I did want to mention, disclaimer, if you're that person, that might be your role. And that's okay. And then the last thing, if you're being left out over and over and over again, and it bothers you, you need to do one of two things. We need to stop gossiping behind their back. We need to stop being a victim and complaining about it. We need to do one of two things. Number one, address it. Number two, or move on. Address it or move on. Two options. We need to just make that decision. The faster you can be decisive in your life with things, be decisive, make your decision, and then move forward or address it. And that's it. Move on. This is dragging you down and we're done with that. Stop letting these people in these situations or stories we're making up in our heads drag us down. We're done with that. I'm with you. Now, reminder, I, I know this can feel lonely when you're lacking friends and Maybe you started, you like I said in the last episode, you became a Christian and now a lot of your friends, you don't feel like you click with them. All of this is fine, but can I just tell you, it is better to be alone than surrounded by friends who make you feel lonely, okay? It is better to be alone by yourself than be surrounded by friends who make you feel lonely, right? Isn't that so true? We think that we need these people in our lives or we're going to feel so lonely, but they're making us feel like crap anyway. No, thank you. So being alone and being lonely, those are two separate things because God can be very present in both of those situations. So if you are somebody right now, you're feeling lonely in your life, 
I just want to let you know you need to call on God. I promise you, you're going to feel so much better. He can be there in that moment. We all need our alone time. But I just, when you're, when you are feeling lonely, I know that sucks. And I'm going to help you with what I'm going to share next with that. But also call on God. Like God can help you through those times. Loneliness will push you towards isolation. So I don't want, I, that's why I really want you to move outside your comfort zone. Call on God, pray on this because it will push you further into isolation. And it's just, it's, it, that, that's when the enemy tries to speak to you and lies will fill your head and we develop these stories about how it's almost like we get addicted to our loneliness and the victim and poor me we can get into that state because the enemy will try to attack you so again call on god betrayal this is another thing that's happened in my life and it sucks i've had people betray me and it feels like the worst possible thing that could, it's just the worst. Betrayal is the worst. It's tricky because I believe in forgiveness. I really do as a Christian. I do believe in forgiveness, but it can also be like you la- you lose trust. When somebody betrays you, you lose all trust, whether you're lying to yourself, telling yourself you trust this person or not, you don't because it's almost if a boyfriend cheated on you, you don't trust them. Like it's impossible. They have to rebuild that over time. So in the same sense, a friend can regain that trust if that's an important friendship and they're, they show remorse and they're like, I'm so sorry I made a mistake. I'm all about forgiveness. I really am. I had a situation that happened recently in my life where I got, I, I was literally like bombarded. I got text messages from this person who I really thought was a lifelong friend. And what I realized is there are three different types of friendships. There's one for a reason, there's a friendship for a season, and then there's that ride or die lifetime friendship. And I'm guessing this person, unless God has, I gave it to God, like literally two weeks after, because I was like dwelling on it so hard because I was like baffled by this situation that I was like, God, I don't even know how to make sense of this. And I'm like, I feel so betrayed that almost like my character was being attacked and all of it was literally false. I just randomly got a text one day with these crazy things about what an awful person I, friend I have been. And all it was literally, I, I can't even, I can't go into the story without telling you the details, but I had been For that month, it was when I was planning my wedding and I had for the first year ever, we had Joey's two boys in sports, plus Lane was in sports, plus he was doing travel basketball. So it was like four, like all of these things happening at once, plus we're planning a wedding. And I was coaching two teams. So I was the assistant coach, Joey was a coach. And then it was just, we took obviously my mistake in this and I did apologize for this. I'm so sorry. I have been so busy that I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I'm literally baffled at any of this. I had no idea that, I have no idea what's going on. But this person was upset with me because I ghosted them. And it was only for the month, that one month. And I hadn't though, because I had text messages and Snapchats that I had been talking to this person and everything seemed fine, but I hadn't been as much because of how busy I was. But I share my life on social media. Anyone could see 
that, hey, she's in a busy phase of her life. This is why I said friendships need to have forgiveness and be forgiving. If somebody's in a season right now that's busy and stuff, you have to give that person some grace. So I was like, wait, I didn't. I, so I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. that. But I'm like, wait, no, I didn't ghost though. Because here's the text messages to prove it. So I was confused. and But I did apologize explaining myself. And then it was just like canceling something for our wedding that we had planned. That it was like literally 30 days before our wedding. We had something planned with this that this person was going to do. That friend literally canceled it a month before our wedding. And it wasn't because they, they it, I still had no idea they were mad at me. It was just like, we don't feel comfortable doing that because of they had a legit reason. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I said, I am, even though it's third, I asked six months in advance. I'm like, I am so sorry to put you in this position or whatever I said. I, I felt, I was like, totally understand, no hard feelings. Immediately in that second, went and found somebody else to do it. So then after that, when it all came out, that was like the last straw that I got somebody else to do the thing that they said they couldn't do and that I had ghosted them. So I'm like, wait, what? You canceled. So do you see what I'm saying? This situation had me so confused and also sad because still to this day, I obviously when you love somebody, I love this person. It's just that must have been a friendship though for a season. And then you go down different paths and that's okay. You know what I mean? And then you just have to pray to God Give it to God to deal with the rest. If that person comes back and if it works for me and where I'm at in my life and them and it makes sense and everyone feels good, great. But I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So betrayal can feel really bad and some people can forgive, especially when the other person is, okay, I'm sorry, I was wrong in this or I was misunderstanding and I'm sorry and can admit their faults and have take responsibility for their actions. But if there's no, I'm sorry, if that person means a lot to you, I strive for forgiveness. But if that person doesn't show remorse, I don't see how forgiveness is possible. I feel like love them from afar. That's my take on it. So it's important to be able to set boundaries in all relationships in our lives, but especially your friendships. For example, if you're not comfortable with a friend who's gossiping all the time, a way that you could do this is just say, Oh, really? I never noticed that. Or just be silent in the gossip because that can make that awkward silence sends the message to people that you're not interested in that conversation. So that's one way. Or call them out for making you feel dumb when they make fun of you for whatever it is and they're teasing you or whatever and try to dumb you down or a backhanded compliment. Call those you know what's out. I'm so sick of everyone just taking it and being like, oh yeah, your bad behavior to me, who is your friend, who loves you unconditionally, that that's okay. Keep it up. No, call them out and say, I am not standing for this anymore. Set the boundary saying, not anymore, not with me. Go do, if you want to do that with somebody else, that's fine. But you aren't going to talk to me that way. You're not going to dumb me down. You're not going to make fun of me because I'm not going to take it. Literally how you have to act. You have to... you allow people to treat you the way they treat you. Stop allowing bad behavior. We are adults here now. Even if you're in 18 listening to this, I wish that I had a podcast like this to listen to when I was 18 because it would have saved me so much freaking time. 
So you need to be able to set boundaries and be that person that everyone respects because you respect yourself. That is another way to make them stop treating you like this because how they're treating you is like trash and you're not trash. You are worthy. You respect yourself. And God doesn't want people treating his beautiful son or daughter this way. Don't allow it. And then again, be flexible. So I say all this, but again, we're all human. We all make mistakes. You can, but I just feel like we can read people's intentions. We know what their intentions are. So now here's some tips on establishing new friendships. Take action. Number one, take action. You may put up walls. You're going to feel nervous probably if you're more of an introvert or shy like me, but you need to take action and move outside your comfort zone. Okay, so in your 20s, so like in college, it is a little bit easier. In high school, it's easier. You're in that friend group. You're at school. You're going to school. You have, you're surrounded by these people, right? But in my 20s, in between college and having children, it can be a little bit difficult because you're not surrounded by your college friends anymore, whatever. So I feel like in a small time, town, it's a little bit easier. But if I'm just saying, if that's hard for you, just know I'm going to give you tips on how to find those friends. When you become a mother and you have young children, it, comes, it becomes a little bit easier because you connect with other moms who have young children the same age. Just be yourself. I need you to be real and don't be fake AF because we're trying to attract authentic, real, kind, genuine people in your life. And if you're going to try to be fit in or be somebody, you're not going to be attracting the right friend. So right out of the gates, I want you to start today just like I'm going to be authentically 100% me when I go out and start making new friends. Social media, I know that it gets, I know that I just said, don't compare yourself on people's highlight reels, but social media can be a very great tool for you in order to meet new people. So it's a great place to put yourself out there. For example, what you post on your stories, what you post on your page, be yourself and be authentic and share your interests, hobbies, what you're doing. Because this will, the people that already are in your friend group, I know for me, I'm like, oh my God, I so click, click with this girl. Just because following on her on social media, a large percentage of my very close friends, I met all on social media and they're from all over the United States. Because with my network marketing business, I was getting people finding me on all over social media and I was finding them all over social media. And now we've all just be, become this family they click, they found my YouTube video or something online and, or I found theirs because of what they were sharing and putting out there online that made me click with them or that they clicked with me. So when you're putting yourself out there on social media, make sure you're being you and sharing things that you're about, like what are your values are. Like when you sit down and make this list, I'm going to tell you to make a list in a second here. When you make your list of things that you want in a friend or that you're into and all that, That's what I want you to be sharing and putting out there. Also, you can go out and do the things that you love to meet people there. So again, horseback riding. If you want to go horseback riding, you're probably going to meet some friends when you start that hobby up. Or if you want to go running, you're going to meet people or go to the gym. You'll meet people at the gym. Or if you go on running trails, you'll probably meet people trail running. Whatever the thing is that you want to do or the things that you love, go out and do the things you love more because you'll meet really great people there that you click with. Join groups on Facebook based off your interests. So I just joined a group the other day about, it's a detox group and it's all special, majority of it is special needs moms or natural healing moms. 
So I've already met like five new friends in that group. And I joined it, I think, this week or last week. I'm already communicating with them. I've added a couple friends because I can just tell who I click with. And so join Facebook groups. And if you're a new Christian, there's so many endless. And you can have friends from afar like me. They don't have to be from your hometown or where you're currently living. They can be from wherever. And you guys can always do virtual hangouts. I do feel like there there is studies that show that uh, there you can release that same energy as a social interaction, like in-person one, and feel that same energy. But it's like, it's on another level if it's in person. But still, I meet up with my friends that I met on social media. We're going to California together to go to Brenda Bouchard's event, like live event with Ed Milet, Brenda Bouchard, and just some other people. We're going to go to California. I'm taking them there because they're on my team. They're my top leaders. We're all going to California together to go to that. So we still get to meet up maybe once a year. So you can schedule these meetups and hangouts or go visit each other. But there is ways to join groups in your community that you live in where you can actually have local friends as well. If you want positive people in your life, you got to go to positive places to find them. Plain and simple. So if you're a brand new Christian and you want to meet other Christians, you find them at church, not at a bar. You know what I'm saying? And then pray and ask God to bring the right people into your life that are positive and trustworthy. As a Christian, you are set apart. You are set apart so you might lose some friends, okay? And when you start changing your ways, I hope that you lose some friends. You know what I'm saying? If you're keeping the same friends, you're not growing and evolving into that new person you want to become that lines up with your values, your morals, your care, all the things that you want in your life. Yeah, you're going to lose some friends and that's okay. But just realize that God will bring you the right people to your life that align with you. And then again, I want you to, I'm going to have you do a list in a second, but I want you to like, for example, if you're, you are a Christian, because I, I had a couple DMs from people that were saying that they're new Christians and they need to find new friends that align with these things. If that's you, go to church, fight, join, like I said, the Bible studies or volunteer at your church to do the childcare. And you can connect with the other women that are volunteering as well. You will figure it out. And again, God will send you the right people. But you have to think about what your interests are. So this is the challenge for you. I have a couple challenges for you. But think about what you're into. I want you to make a list one through three to five, okay? What your hobbies and interests are. Like what or what do you want to get into? What Who is the person you want to become? Okay? And then I want you to think about three to five friends that align with those things and make a list of that. And then think, I want you to brainstorm five to 10 ideas on where you can find these people. So that could be on social media. That could be going to do the hobbies that you wrote down that you're interested in. That could be volunteering someplace or joining a group. That could be some of the sports moms that you're involved with that you feel like you connect with, reaching out to them. And reminder, you need to move outside your comfort zone. It's not supposed to be, when you move outside your comfort zone and growth is about to happen, it's not supposed to give you the warm and fuzzies and feel easy. Some of you, it might come easy. It might come drastically easy for you. But others, if you're like me and we're work in progress, we're not perfect, we need, we're work in progress here, then it might take a little bit of 
deep breathing, breathing through it and just doing it, taking the first step towards moving outside your comfort zone to make your friendships and relationships more of a priority in your life in 2024. So I heard this on a podcast a few years ago, so I want to end this with a challenge for 2024 for you. Every single day, I want you to send a DM, a text, or a snap to a friend, like just a random message, okay? Could be positive message. Say you read in the morning and you read something and it made you think of a friend. I guarantee you, you think about at least one of your friends every single day and you just don't write them. So now when you think about that person, I want you to craft a text message, send a Snapchat video, send a video to them, whatever. Share a screenshot of what you read and why you shared it with this person. So challenge for 2024, every single day, I want you to send a DM, text, or snap to a friend with a random message. That's your challenge to be a better friend and to make your friendships more of a priority for you. Okay, so let's stop making excuses. Stop believing the lies that we have told ourselves or that society has put into our heads. And let's put ourselves out there more. Got it? Deal? Are we all on board? You are worthy of friendships. Just, are you listening to me? You are worthy of friendships. You are likable. You deserve amazing friends in your life. You deserve the friends you have to respect you. And it's okay to have boundaries. And somebody out there needs your friendship. You guys, thanks for listening to part two of this episode. I went a little bit longer because I just feel like I really wanted to get all of this out for this episode. But I want you to do me a favor. It, it just brings so much joy to my life when you share this episode on your social medias or with a friend. Who came to mind that was just like a really solid friend? Whoever that is, I want you to text them this, share it with them in a DM or on Snapchat, and or just share it to your news feed or stories. Sharing this show really helps the show a lot get into more people's ears. You know what I mean? It helps grow the show. It helps spread awareness about the show. Maybe these the people will, something will click with them and they'll love it and then subscribe. And that would mean the world to me. So if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to Obsessed or Not Interested. And I will talk to you next week. Love you guys. Seriously, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Obsessed or Not Interested podcast. I love connecting with you on social media. So if you guys want, please shoot me a DM at either our podcast Instagram, which is at Obsessed or Not Interested, or even my personal Instagram, which is at Mindy Wender. I check them both, so either is fine. Oh, and truly, if this has helped you even 1%, If you could do me huge solid and leave me a rating and review, that would mean the world to me. When you guys do that, here's here's why I really love it. It's because it helps the podcast be able to reach more women who want and need this. So truly, that is like the best compliment you could ever give me is just leaving ratings and reviews for this podcast. Anything that I talked about in today's episode, any links or resources, you will find that in the show notes. Thank you for listening to today. Can't wait to chat more in the DMs and don't forget to tune in next Tuesday.